Hi, I'm Clara Wisner, and this is Revolutionary Lifestyle Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Revolutionary Lifestyle Podcast. I'm Clara, and I'm here with my guest, Kayla Lappin. And um, Kayla is a Reiki practitioner, a spiritual medium. Is there is there like another thing that you go by? No, that Did sounds that? good. In my old that sounds life, good. Yeah, in an old life, maybe communications expert, but no. <laughs> Great communications expert. We like all that, all the lives. Um, and we know each other because we both live. I mean, I live in Whitehall. She lives in Butte, but you know, we're in circle of friends, mutual friends. And we connected for the first time, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago and through a mutual friend just went to like a, a charity event, I think. And, um, and then we've just kind of, you know, been connected. And then you came to an event I did called mama's day out like almost a year ago now. And, um, and we're offering like little mini, um, readings for people. And then, I was, I've just been, you know, following you on Facebook, of course, as well. And, um, and you do these channeled messages that I'm always there. They always just seem to hit right what I need in the moment. And, you know, it's for everyone on Facebook, but it's crazy how they always feel like that was for me kind of. Um, and so I've just really enjoyed anytime you do those reading them. And then recently, Um, I had a session with you and you did some Reiki and then, um, did a journaling and I'll, um, we can talk more about your process, which is unique, um, later, but yeah, you, you, you journaled me a message, so to speak, or channeled me a message. And so I've been kind of working with that message for a couple weeks now. And, um, and so I'll talk about that later in the episode as well, but, um, but welcome. Thank you for being here. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Um, that's great. I love to hear that you're still working with your message. That's like sets my heart on fire. So yeah. that is awesome. Yeah, um, definitely. So I always love to just hear, you know, I know a little bit about, about your background already, but I would love for the listeners to hear um, how you came to do the work, this specific work, as far as Reiki and spiritual um, mediumship and channeling um, and how that kind of went throughout your life. I know you come from a family of people who have certain spiritual gifts as well. Yes. <clears throat> we were all actually struck by lightning in the womb. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I love to joke about it because I, I, I was just like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that. No. No, I am not what is called, um, what, what some people will call a born medium, right? Like I didn't, um, I wasn't like a two-year-old kid, like seeing all this stuff and like having these amazing experiences. Um, you know, I've had some extraordinary experiences throughout my life, you know, feeling really connected, saying exactly what, you know, a friend needed to hear, um, or, you know, having dreams that sort of kind of came to reality, or, you know, I've, I've always felt connected my whole life, but it wasn't until a couple of years ago, um, until a couple of years ago, I really started to embrace these gifts that I had um, for helping people and just being able to kind of pull the words out from nowhere of what to say to somebody. And I finally, like, it just kind of, it really, that part did kind of just come out of nowhere. Like all of a sudden I, I just opened up to it and, you know, I might say all of a sudden I opened up to it. I've done a lot of healing in my life over the course of the last um, 10 years that I feel has really put me on this trajectory of getting to this place. Um, but yeah, I, I received my Reiki training about eh, almost two years ago, early January of 2019. And I have received Reiki ongoing since like 2016. Um, and I actually was like, I knew like, this is how the universe works. Right. So like I was working with this lady at the time I was doing her website in Anaconda and her name is Janet and Janet Burke. She's an amazing woman. Um, kind of, she introduced me to Reiki and I was doing her website and I was like, really wanted to like, felt this gut feeling to like talk to her about it. But I was like, well, 
can you do Reiki on my dog? And I was really like nervous about it. Cause like, I think that was me at the time knowing that this was something that was going to be big for me. And I was really afraid of it. Um, so we got to talking and then you funny know, how that works, right? Like right. speaking of, of spiritual awareness, which is kind of our subject here. It's like, yes. it's those things that scare you almost to the point of like repelling them sometimes. Like yeah. you almost are like, I've heard a lot of spiritual healers say when they first maybe were offered like the idea that these gifts might be theirs, that they balked at them or, you know, thought they were crazy or, um, so just for those of you listening, something to think about, like, what are you rolling your eyes at and what are you, yeah, like feeling this pull towards, but also this, like the ego is like, no. And the soul is like, you know, Yes, that's actually a perfect segue into like um, what I feel really called to do because I, um, you know, I'm not this person who was struck by lightning and given these like beautiful gifts. You know, I've read several books on mediumship and some people have this, this, um, this belief that it is something you're born with and can't step into it. And I feel really called to break the chains on that and say, um, okay, so like, what about me? How did, so what? Um, that's actually, I, I mean, I would argue, yeah, we were all born with, with these abilities. And so that my, I feel really called to, um, push the envelope here on what, um, what each of us is born with and what we can step into. And, um, this idea of spiritual awareness came to me of being aware that, yeah, each one of us has these gifts that we can step into. Um, when I was growing up, my dad always, always presented it. And, and I have to give this nod to my dad because he was always talking about Kayla, you were given these gifts. What are you going to do with your gifts? What do you, and I always was like, is he talking about like my ability to sing? Like, what is he talking about? And like, now that I'm older, I'm like, Oh, I, I think I get it. Like, he's just talking about developing, who you are and your connection to something bigger than yourself. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Don't you have, and not to like put your family on the spot, but like, (laughs) doesn't your sister also do some sort of um, spiritual healing work? And then does other, someone else in your family as well? Like, or not? So when I was little, my grandma, my great grandmother, which is my dad's mother, used to read people's tea leaves and she my dad always tells this story of how she was like yeah the tea leaves don't really tell me much it's just to help people calm down about the ability and she would have people coming I remember visiting her house she lived in Portland I remember visiting her house and like there were always people coming to her for advice and like readings and like at the time I remember thinking like wow she's so like special and like these people are just changing their lives and not really thinking that was even something that I could do just kind of watching it happen um and then my dad has these abilities um on some level and then my sisters and I um you know I will say my little sister Hillary um kind of helped push all of us into this like guys this is a thing <laughs> let's talk about this thing that we all have going on that nobody's like talking about and um And so she really kind of made us all take a step back. She has the ability to help um, souls sort of cross over. um, And she thought she was crazy as a kid growing up, like having these like souls come to her and she would journal about this and she would have all these. um, She also was born with a lot of past life memories of, of, you know, what had happened to her in previous lives. And she had some trauma that she had to heal from. And, you know, kind of thought she was crazy her whole life. And then we, we kind of just like, as a family have worked really hard to be open and honest with each other about these experiences. And I think because the strength that we have in our family, we've been able to really go like, we're not crazy. This is a thing. Like, it's okay. <laughs> like, and be that support for us to um, each develop our own intuitive abilities. My other sister Monica Schwemen also has a lot of intuitive abilities as well and is kind of that person that people will come to like people come to her and she just knows well you got to do this like you know just that kind of like she's that comforting presence and um yeah so yeah yeah so interesting I think it is 
And yeah, I wanted to talk more about the fact that we have that we all have this because um, I'm definitely of that of that thought process too. That everyone is intuitive, like this whole idea of like being an empath and not being an empath, or like it's like come on, we're all empaths, like yes. we're, we're energetic beings. We're all aware of or not aware of how other people's energy affects us. I mean, it's like you know what we go to we walk into like an old decrepit house and we feel like something right and we say oh that place was creepy or Sweet. we have this like chemistry with someone right off the bat and we're like oh we love i love that person like yes or the opposite right we clash with someone immediately and like we don't and it's like what do you think that is if it's not energy and intuition and and all of these vague subtle things like we all talk about them constantly but we're just not really um brought up with the language or with the kind of like conscious awareness of that of, of that being the thing yes exactly so when I have clients come to me I'll often like almost every and not and I won't even say almost every single time I receive a message that oh they have these intuitive abilities and I finally have started connecting the dots of like well like everybody has these intuitive abilities and what it'll present itself for in people who are unaware of this and this idea of spiritual and awareness is anxiety or almost even even on an extreme case like depression or suffering this suffering of of not not really like they're so in tune with what's going on, but they're not, they don't have the language or the tools or the skill set to really understand that like, this is your soul interacting with other souls and you're being called to guide other people or you're being called to step into something greater. And, you know, we're not necessarily taught in this culture that that's a thing uh, that you can do. I think I was very blessed to have a father and a mother who were like, no, this is, you're, you're connected with God. This is, I grew up realizing that and understanding that connection, um, you know, and it's God to me, right. But it might be the universe or whatever that is for you, something greater than yourself. I'm finding that people just have not been taught that. And that is not where they're coming from. So they'll have these like feelings when they go into a room and they're like, you know, the empath feelings, right. Where you're picking up on, you know, that guy's really sad or I wish that lady over there would like, just quit her job because she's miserable. You know, there's, you know, there you're picking up on all this stuff, but you're not really, you're taking it in, but you're not really taking it in on a soul level. So you're just, you're being bombarded with it, but you're not uh, developing it or, or in looking at it further. Um, other, other examples of this beyond like empathic stuff are, um, you know, knowing what to say to people or knowing what not to say to people. Um, and then, um, on a deeper level, knowing that you're not in alignment with what you're being called to do, but, but feeling stuck and not knowing what the next steps forward, you know? So I like to look at anxiety as a great like clue to like where your intuitive gifts lie and where, you know, if, if there's, if that's where you're having problems to me, and like, let's focus on that because that's actually where your soul's probably telling you, there's room for improvement or there's room for, Hey, you, there's something here. Um, and your, your soul is telling your body that. So you're feeling it in like physical symptoms of anxiety or mental symptoms of, um, you know, not feeling well, or, or, you know, maybe even this suffering that people have going on. Um, and so, yeah, that's the idea of spiritual awareness in my opinion is, is just being aware of the, possibly unseen unheard of abilities that you have to connect and and they're different for each person right mine are going to be different from yours or they're tailored to each individual and I think they're tailored to who we are who we were in a past life right like who who what our soul's journey has been and I don't mean um past lives and you know where we where our soul has been at in the past, it's kind of just like where you're at on the soul spectrum of, of your growth and, and where you're at, you know? Um, so being aware of where you're at and, and coming into this, even just for some, some of my clients, it is just the notion that this is a thing. Yep. That is a thing. <laughs> and we are just not taught that it's not embraced in this culture as much. I think it's, we're getting there, 
because we're having these yeah. conversations, you know, yeah. but yeah. yeah, I, I think, I think, yeah, there's so much that you just said there that I kind of want to pull out, yeah. but there's, yeah. um, there's this, the fact that you were given permission, like from a young age and that you kind of had this, uh, family commitment to like share this, whether that happened earlier or later, but there's like this permission. And I always like kind of joke that like, you know, you see like celebrities or just people like having like nervous breakdowns and, you know, disclaimer, I will say like, I'm not a doctor. I'm not telling you, you know, if you have a chemical imbalance and you take SSRIs or whatever, I'm not saying stop. I'm just saying that I think there is a lot more going on in the spiritual realms, or you could say like in the energetic realms that we, as a very masculine kind of, um, structured society that doesn't really put a lot of clout in things like intuition and gut feelings and, um, and spirituality in general, in a lot of ways that these things like nervous breakdowns or mental illness, depression, anxiety, these are all spiritual, I think, afflictions on some level. And so I've seen a lot of people who have been diagnosed just in the field that I work with, like, you know, that have been diagnosed with things like depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, you know, schizophrenia, um, paranoia on some level. And they, it was really just some sort of awakening. It was some sort of and if they kind of get over that initial fear of like the ego really breaking, because that's what it is. It's like, there's part of them that wants to like, part of their ego wants to like break off. And that can make you feel really crazy yeah. in the moment because your ego is afraid of dying. Like it's yeah. literally your ego dying um, and your soul coming through. Um, so if we, if we gave people more support and permission around those things, I think we might see, because there's no doubt that mental illness is on the rise in this country, um, and most of the developed world. And I think it's because we're spiritually bankrupt in a lot of cases, and we don't have the language or the space or the bubble, so to speak, like the whole, the ability to hold people through the ego death process. And so we say, you're depressed or you're, you have bipolar, here's some medication, numb that shit. And then like, get over it and keep functioning. Right. It's like, stay functional in this like sick world. Um, and so, yeah. And and one other thing that I've, I've heard this quote, like three times in the last week. And then hearing you talk about it is just something I have to speak to. That's how the divine speaks to us. You guys is like those weird synchronicities like that. Um, but the idea that, yeah, anxiety is just spirit wanting to come through or that anxiety is like unused spiritual energy. And so think about how many people have issues with anxiety. I mean, I work with essential oils and it's like top by far concern by most of most people is their anxiety and stress. And it's like, if you reframe anxiety to spiritual energy that like has been put to use or, um, is spirit trying to get in contact with you is what another person said. That's like, like, what if we could reframe all of these things? Yes. Yes. It's interesting that you're talking about this. Um, I myself have gone, have been on antidepressants. I myself have been down that path and labeled myself, um, and been labeled through doctors too, as someone, you know, I had debilitating anxiety at one point in my life. Um, and I am definitely not knocking, you know, the need to take antidepressants or get there because what it did for me was real. Like it took that, it got me to a place of realizing where I could live without the craziness. Right. But what it totally did also was numb me out to the point where I couldn't let anything in. And I, it was like, I couldn't laugh, couldn't cry, couldn't, you know, and I will say this, like throughout my experience with, um, you know, I, I ended up going to therapy after that. And I was like, I I just, I really want to try not to be on antidepressants. I really want to get to the root of the issue here. And, you know, I've, I've done a lot of mental health work myself and gone through all of that. And looking back, right. Like hindsight is 2020 here. Like I was terrified of these abilities and I knew all along, like 
throughout, like if I really, if I ask myself the hard question, I take a really hard look at it and it is not easy for me to say this. I knew what I was supposed to be doing the whole time. I just didn't want to do the work. I just didn't. Now that is not to diminish anybody's anxiety because that's just where I was at though. I couldn't, I was also in a space where I didn't believe in myself enough to do the work. I didn't hold myself worthy enough to be there. You know, there's a lot of factors in there besides like, I just didn't want to do the work. Right. No. I mean, I had to be in a safe space to do the work. Um, and it took me years to get there. Right. Um, but yeah, all along I was like, I know there's something more to this and I can hundred percent speak to the fact that, I mean, gosh, like a real extreme example of this was, I mean, these abilities were so nuts. Like, so I lived in that my parents owned this apartment building on park street in Butte and, um, I lived in it when I was in college and, um, my, one of my best friends lived upstairs and I lived downstairs and I was like doing homework. This is when I was 18 years old. And when I was going through like severe bouts of anxiety and depression, right. I was like, Oh my God, there's something in the kitchen. Like there's some, I could feel something in the kitchen. So I went up and I asked, I went into the kitchen and I was like, my dad had always given me this tool of like, you can tell things to leave. Like if you're sensing something around, like, you know, just ask it to leave. So I went into the kitchen. I was like, you're not welcome here. You need to leave. You know, like my before I was afraid of, you know, I used to be terrified in dealing with spirit. Okay. Well, like not five minutes later, my, my friend who lived upstairs sprinted into my front door and goes, my closet door just flew open. And he was like, he was like, his room was above the kitchen. And I was like, Oh, I think that's my fault. (laughs) I think I just like sent it away and it went to bother you. And like, looking back and like, Oh, like now I would know what to do. Right. Like let's, the spirit's probably here because it needs help. And it's, you know, this is a thing that's happening, but you know, I, it terrified me at the time I I closed off from it further in like solidifying that fear of things. And then, yeah, that thing was trying to talk to me all the time, whatever it was. And, and I was like constantly being berated with stuff. It was an old apartment. You know, there's probably some stagnant energy in there. Oh, for years you, of <laughs> you has so much like, yeah, um, the apartment the was town, built in 1911, I think. So it was like, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So the town that we both, well, that Kayla lives in and I live close to is, um, an old mining town and it used to be like the biggest city between Chicago and LA or something like in the early 1900s so it's got all of these huge buildings built around that time a lot of them empty a lot of them in disrepair um, and just like a lot of cool history but like also just rough kind of uh, people and like you know like lots of dudes just coming in for the mines like lots of drinking lots of Anyway, so I'm sure that there's just a lot of like, yes, we had a red energy light at one point. So that, if that clues you, we in, did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. Red light. Dish. Yep. Red light. So that just yeah. kind of clues you into the energy vibration going on. Yeah. In Uptown Butte. Yeah. yeah. And just, yeah, the buildings are just incredible. And so now that there's the yoga, there's, there's two yoga studios in Butte and what they're right next to each other in the same building. And, um, I know one of the studio owners, Tammy pretty well, and, she said they've had like, um, you know, someone to clear that space like every month, like they have to have someone in there to like clear it because there's these spirits, ghosts, however you want to think about it, energies that are just kind of in there all the time. And so they have like selenite everywhere. And (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, my friends. This is Clara, and I'm interrupting this podcast episode briefly to let you know that I'm inviting you to hop on an exploratory call with me if you feel the call. I work with people one-on-one and in group settings, and it's a little hard to explain exactly what I do. And the main prerequisite for it is that you feel called that there is something nagging in the back of your mind when you listen to these episodes or you read my shares on social media or you just, this is the first time you're listening to an episode and there's something about it and you feel that call in your heart and um, you want to explore it. You want to follow that little naggle, so to speak. So if you are feeling that call and I trust that part of you, 
Um, I would love to chat with you one-on-one -on -one to explore how we might be able to work together. You can tell me a little bit about your life, what's going on, and I can tell you a little bit more about me and how I work with people and see where you might fit best. Um, these calls are totally free. Um, there's no pressure. It's just a conversation. So to book one of these calls, just email me, Clara at revolutionarylifestyle.com. That's Clara at revolutionarylifestyle.com. And we will get you booked for an exploratory call. Thank you. Now back to the episode. So one thing I, I'm curious your thoughts on as far as this concept of spiritual awareness is like, where do you feel like people are the least spiritually aware? I mean, maybe it's this concept of like anxiety and depression being um, spiritual spirit trying to get in contact with you but where else do you see or maybe more in depth about that do you see people just kind of floating through what, when all these spiritual things are happening yeah or like yeah. asking what i see most in people is a lack of trust that they know what the answer is so I, it's almost like, I remember saying to my dad once, I was like, I don't even know why I give these readings. Like people already know this stuff. And he's like, well, hold up. No, they don't. And, but it's like, I will, so I'll, I'll journal the reading. I call it like notes from spirit. Right. Cause I just, that's my way. That's how I, um, if I can, like, that's my, yeah, tell us, tell us yeah. your process. Just yeah. Process. So like for me, like writing was really therapeutic for me as a teenager. And I would like write these poems and things out of the blue and just be like, people would be like, that must have taken you hours to write. And I'm like, that took me one minute to write. And it, it had this beautiful gift given to me. And I, and I mean it, like I can whip out something great and I'm not trying to like talk about how great I am. I just mean like, I have this ability to connect with that part of myself. And it was just, it's been given to me. Maybe I've like worked through past lives or something to get here. And that channel is open for me as a, as a modality. Um, but so writing for me is my, like, if, if I'm, when I'm writing, I'm like essentially shutting my brain off and just letting it be letting what's coming through, come through. Um, and I'm not interacting with it. Um, sometimes I will interact it, with it. Like they'll, they'll give me a message for somebody. I'm like, okay, they're not going to get, you gotta like give me more, but that's my level of interaction. Right. Um, it's really just getting out of the way of it and letting it through. And usually the times where I'm like, I don't know if I can tell someone that they should like, I don't know, maybe get a divorce. That's like that thing I should have written, you know, like I, when I don't trust it, I get in the way of it. So, um, when I'm doing these notes for spirit though, to get back to like, what do I see for people needing, you know, this spiritual awareness thing is like, just, if you could just trust yourself, I'll tell people things, the spirit will come through and it's, it's more of validation for them that, oh, they'll, they'll be like, oh, I was already thinking that. Um, but this helps me realize it's an actual thing. And I wish I could hold their hand and go, you had the answer before you came to me. You don't actually need me. And I know that they do. And I, I myself get benefits from this and I know what I do is important. So I'm not trying to diminish that. I just think if more people could be spiritually aware that they have the answers, you have the answers inside of you. And that, that knowing of the answer or what to do, or like that inkling, that's you connecting with spirit. And your spirit, you know, if you can think about your spirit being connected to the oneness or to every, everything else, um, then of course, then you're accessing that spirit, right? You, on some level, you know, it's either your, some people will channel their higher self. I, I say like, that's actually, you know, sometimes people will have this like epiphany kind of moment. It's like, yeah, you probably accessed your, your highest level of intuition or your, your highest self, if that makes sense, which is the part of you that is, if you could think about being connected, still connected to the oneness and in your physical body at the same time, it's that part of you that's not really in your body, but still part of your soul, if that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think what most people, that awareness piece is like, oh, is that what I was doing when I had that thought at 3 a.m.? Like, you know, how people, a lot of people will wake up in the middle of the night and they have this like, well, I was thinking about this and this and this, and I actually figured out a solution for it. And it's like, yeah, that's you connecting spirit and starting to become aware that that is a connection. Um, 
Yeah. And like you're saying, paying yeah. attention to those synchronicities and like the, the things that are happening in your life. Like that's, if you keep hearing the same message over and over that spirit, like that is your guides, angels, loved ones, whoever is there for you. And we all have a team, I believe around us for us. That's them trying to get a hold of you. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, totally. No, I, I so resonate with that. I feel like one of the questions on my like questionnaire of for, you know, just being like nutrition stuff with people is like, what are three things you need to heal or something? It's something like that. And it's always, people always know, like they always know they're like, well, I should be resting more and I should probably move my body. And, you know, sometimes it's phrased in kind of like a way that's very self-negating or something, which I don't like, like I need exercise every day. Like, it's like rest always comes up always, almost. It seems like every woman I work with, it's like intuitively, what do you think you should be doing for your health? And it's like, I should be resting more. I should, um, you know, eating more veggies or something. And so I totally resonate with that idea of like, people already know what they need to do. They just, they need someone to stand there and, and, you know, we're communal in a sense. And so I think there's a beauty in just like someone standing and saying, yes, you're right. Like, yes, that is what you need. You yes. do need to rest more. You do need to eat more veggies. Like yes. you already knew this answer. Yes. Um, but there's something about that power in like validation and yes, we don't need permission and we don't need validation from other people, but it's a beautiful job to just kind of stand and hold space for people to trust themselves. Yes. Yes. I have knocked that at like, and in, in the beginning of all of this, like really like grappling with whether this is like even important, which sounds so silly for me to say now. Right. But in the early stages, I was like, I don't even know if this is making a difference. Right. But I've seen the healing power of it through people's stories and what they've told me of like, well, you told me this and I was already thinking it, but then I just went for it because you said it. And it's like, wasn't me saying it, spirit saying it, but you know, but you, and then they, that was just the push and the like linchpin of what they needed to make these miraculous like shifts in their life. And so there is healing in that community aspect of it. Like you're saying like, that is where the magic's at is like, yeah, if you were thinking that and then some complete stranger can validate that for you, then it's a thing. Right. So, um, right. but yeah, being, being aware though, that you maybe down the road, as you start to learn that, yep, that's a thing getting more aware that I have this ability, I can do this too. So like for me as a medium, if I could break open break down the walls that people have about that and get them to understand that that's they're they're already connected it's just about developing and then trusting the connection um that would that's like my life's mission is to help people understand that connection and and get to the other side of it to where they're co-creating stuff in their life with with spirit and living in this this life of, of their wildest dreams like i think all of that is possible yeah that's beautiful. I do too. Um, how do you like, you know, this is such an ego question. It's like, we're talking about the soul and then my ego is like, well, how do you do that? And it's like, but, but I mean, how have you done that? Like how it's always such a good question, um, that I get asked all the time too, but how do you trust your intuition? How do you learn to differentiate between, you know, the fear voice and the voice of the soul and, yeah, yes. those questions. Yeah, come up. we were, t- you know, I taught a class on this a couple of, well, it was probably about a month ago now. Um, and we were talking about what, what does this take? What's the secret recipe here? And, you know, I think that there's a couple of different things or a few things at play here. You have to get to a space. Um, the first things first is, is you have to be in a, in a space where you're able to receive that information. You're able to be open to it. And in order to do that, um, you need to be well taken care of. So it literally starts with the, you need to like, make sure you're taking care of your body. Are you eating appropriately? Are you, are you drinking too much? Maybe you need to be sober. Maybe you need to go to therapy. It starts like for me, it really started with those hard questions of like, am I taking care of this body and this mind in the best way that I can? And those answers for me were no, 
Um, I wasn't. And so, you know, I've spent a lot of time. I've invested, you know, lots of resources and money and time into making sure that I am, I've dealt with all that stuff from childhood that each one of us has all the trauma experiences are. And I want by dealt with, I mean, you've, you've come to a place of acceptance and peace with it. Right. Um, so health and mental health and physical health are the foundation for this. And if you aren't there, you won't, you might have these, you'll have those glimpses, right? That's where that anxiety is coming from. Is you're like, I see it. It's there. It's there. I want to grab at it. And you can, and I'm not saying you can't get there through that, but you're going to set yourself up for success. If you're also eating right and not drinking too much and, you know, doing all of the things to promote your own health and wellness. Um, you should talk to Clara and hire her as your coach to help you. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like get serious about these things in your life because your life and your spirituality, they do depend on, on your body functioning properly. Right. Um, the next mm-hmm. piece to that is, is starting to break down those walls of fear. Right. So, um, when I was, have been learning as I have been learning how to, you know, what's fear and what's ego and what's intuition, a lot of it is just sort of starting. It's almost like you have to take that first step, right? So maybe, maybe like, let's say, um, as an example, like you have these big dreams and goals and you're, you're like, I don't know if I should do that or not. Well, instead of like going for the really big dream or goal, it's like, take that small step to start building that trust with yourself and the trust with spirit. So for me, this looked like things as far as like, what should I say to this person in this situation? Guide me to the words. And it would be really me having to like get out of the way and, and sitting down and listening. And sometimes I would journal what I needed to do. Um, other times it would, it would, I started using signs and symbols as a way to connect with spirit. And so, you know, I'll, I'll, if I have a decision coming up, I will, um, ask for like, for example, I always ask for sunflowers or bees to like show up. Mm. Um, and like, mm-hmm. I'll say, okay, if I'm on the right path, show me some, show me some bees and sunflowers, you know, and, and usually they'll show up. And if they don't show up, that's, that's a sign too. Right. So just starting to mm-hmm. kind of test it. And then you're that you're building that trust and you're, and for me, like I had to establish like this sort of like code and communication line. So like, I've got those set symbols for me that are like, yep, that's universal guidance coming through. Like I have decided, I have started to develop that code for myself and you'll hear a lot of mediums talk about, okay, well, that's actually my sign for this. Right. So they, they have developed, like they have told spirit essentially that that's the sign that they're going to work with. And that's what resonates with them. So for me to like, for example, when I'm giving a reading, if I see a bluebird, then I know that that is someone's grandfather energy. That is oh. right. That's my own symbol for a bluebird. So, or my it's own like symbol. You're creating your own language. Yes. To communicate. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like when I'm doing Reiki or something, I'll be like, oh, I see a bluebird. Okay. Their grandfather must be here. And, you know, then I will, then I can go down okay, well, show me some other, you know, show me some other stuff to validate to them that it's you, right? And so I'll kind of go down those, those lines, but even using that in my own life, right? Like, show me that sunflower, if this is what I should be doing, you know? And then I will sort of, sometimes I can get romantic about that. And I'm like, did you see the sunflower? Did you see it? Did you, didn't, <laughs> should I Google a sunflower? You know, so like you can force <laughs> it a little bit and get in your own head. So you have to mm-hmm. really like ask for the sign and like, let it go. You have to let it go. And that's the hard part is, is letting go of that control because letting, letting go is so, so much bigger of a concept, right? This idea of letting go is, is a huge concept, Um, but often it is releasing that control we want to have and being open to the possibilities um, of what can come through for you. Yeah. Well, the, the ego is control. I mean, the ego, it wants to control the soul, like knows it's safe. It's here having an experience that it's totally fine with because, you know, it's, it's deathless, right? I mean, what does it all come? What does all fear come down to really that we're going to die? Like, why are we afraid of judgment by other people? Because we're tribal on one level. And like, that might mean that we'd be like out of the tribe and we might die. Why are we afraid of, um, you know, the dark, I don't know, like, yeah, how many things are we afraid of? And if you like kind of trace them all back, it's like, in some way I'm going to be destroyed. Like that's the fear. And I feel like the soul doesn't have that fear because it's, it's not afraid of death. 
No. And so, the, yes. The soul is the inner. So like someone, you know, like some people believe, or I've heard this concept and I love this concept because it's like taking the complex and making it really simple. It was like, there's only two forms of energy in the world. There's love and there's fear. And the soul is made of love and right. you cannot corrupt your soul. You can't. Fear can corrupt your soul. Um, uh, fear can kind of think you've corrupted your soul, right? You can, and there are definitely people who have turned away from their light. Uh, my sister Hillary has this like crazy experience where some souls will come to her. They're pretty, they're, they've lost their light. And she describes it as they've hidden their light like galaxies away. She has to help them find their light yeah. again. And what they have done is disconnected from love. And so I, I feel like we, you just, you either, you just disconnect from love. Right. And you're always a part of it. Even if you've done horrible things, I, I totally believe like even beings who are awful and have done these uh, horrible things, it's just about where they're at in their soul's journey and what's happening. Um, if we want to look at it from like a science perspective, right. Um, they've disconnected from love. They've totally disconnected. They've attempted to sever that connection out of fear, right? Because sometimes we get into this state of, we can't accept love because it it is either hurt. Maybe we've been hurt by it in the past by, by it in air quotes, right? Meaning like we thought we had been shown love and we weren't, it actually wasn't, you know? So there's different things that can happen. But I mean, if you, yeah, everything just comes down to this fear of, of death and this fear and the fear of death, I would take it even one step further is like a fear of, of being disconnected from love. Like you're just, when you're yeah. in, yeah. When you're in your physical body, it's like, you, it is disc, you do feel you're literally in a physical being you've manifested into a physical space. You are not connected to love anymore. And that is terrifying on some level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Buddhism, they call it like the heart of tenderness. Okay. It's like, um, because I'm trying to decide how to go talk about this. It's kind of a big subject, but it feels right. It's like um, my mentor calls it the original ouch. And it's like the, when we come down into three-dimensional reality, so, you know, we're souls, we're energy up in like these other like realms, you could say, and yeah. we're way more conscious of like our unity and our connection. And there's lots of discussion as far as like how many realms and yes, blah, blah, blah. yes. I won't go into that, but yeah. <laughs> when we come down here and we decide to become manifested in three-dimensional form. So in bodies in human form, we, there's a forgetting, not not with everyone there's kids who remember like you know their past lives and and like your sister who has past life memories and stuff but for the most part we come into these physical forms and we see ourselves as separate and there's a forgetting that happens like we don't remember who we truly are and that's part of this grand like human experiment not to get too far off topic but it's like we are love trying to experience separation to come back to love and it's like how do we expand love, more love into the universe? Well, one way would be if you were omnipotent and you could control everything and you had ultimate power, what's one way that you could like play? It's like, well, I could pretend like I did it, right? I could pretend and like be this like singular form, this like separated form. So there, but there is this, this kind of like original ouch or this heart of tenderness that is the space of when we kind of decided to disconnect and come into form and there was a little bit of like pain. And I think on one level, it's, it's all, um, it's not real either, but I do think that a lot of souls have this, uh, part of tenderness or this original out feeling. And then like ever, all the fear kind of like stems from that. It's like the fear of separating from love. Like you said, like I was in this bliss blob and I like broke off and now I'm separate and I'm here in this singular body and I feel separate from her and that and the tree and everything feels like it's not me. And there's like this experience of other, like that's what this realm, that's what earth is all about to me is like about experiencing other. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And yeah. And so anyway, I had this experience um, this weekend. I was 
I work with my voice dialogue mentor once a month, once a month. And just, we kind of, I practice voice dialogue and he gives notes and anyway, it's like a facilitation practice. And, um, we facilitated, uh, my buyer, which has been really up lately. I've been buying a lot of things and like, to like, I think it's cause I'm kind of bored. I'm like a new mom. I'm at home a lot. And like, there's a lot of reasons, but anyway, it was, we were talking about like, what is there before the buying? Like, what is there before the urge to go and buy? And like, and as we talked to that part, it was like, we went down, down and down. And I realized it was like, it was that heart of tenderness. It was that separation, that original ouch of like, that I didn't want to feel right. But once I was like able to just kind of sink into it um it's so gorgeous like it's you know the feeling of tenderness is like so vulnerable and so connectable and anyway I feel like it's kind of a tangent but like I feel like that's something that if we can bring love to the tenderness if the if the all-powerful part of us that higher self that soul can bring love to the tenderness that we feel um that's like that feels like spiritual awareness and claiming of power and healing and all of those good things yes exactly i love this yes um yeah i um yeah i was gonna say something but i lost it (laughs) (laughs) yeah um Yeah. So I don't know. I just feel like there's, when we, when we start to have, uh, more awareness around these two aspects, like you said, take care of your body first. Like the physical form is so important in this dimension. Um, and I feel like a lot of people then when their channel or their vessel is kind of quote unquote cleaned up, then they start to have experiences where they're like, oh, I should maybe talk to a therapist or, oh, I should maybe journal more or, um, you know, I have like some gifts or, or whatever it is that starts to come through. Yes. Yes, exactly. Um, and it's just sort of like not being afraid to like step into those gifts. Don't be afraid of them. Like, don't be, don't, you can't mess it up. Like a lot of people be like, oh, I can't do that. It's like, well, yeah, well, you just told yourself you couldn't do it. So that's why you're not going to do it. Um, you have to be careful in like what you're telling yourself and be careful in, in how you're proceeding, but don't just, just try it. And it's not like, so I grew up, I was raised, um, Catholic and, um, when you're in the Catholic church, if you're like hearing voices or something, that's either like, you're either going to be made a saint or you're, you're talking <laughs> demons like that. Yeah, right. Oh, there's in between. I'm joking. I'm being dramatic here, but the demonic scare of that and healing from that aspect of, of growing up in that religion is what I see a lot of people having to heal from is like this fear behind it. Like when I was a teenager, I would have, I had these experiences where like, um, I was hearing like actual audible voices in my, in my room and stuff. And um, (laughs) like my family, at one point we were building the house and we all lived in this 2000 square foot garage and uh, it was a great time. But we, uh, my parents, we didn't have like, my parents, like we set up like these like cubicle areas in the garage where it was like, this is Kayla's room and that's my brother's room and and my sister's room. And, and um, we didn't have like a ceiling on these. So it was like, 16 foot ceilings in this garage right and our walls are eight eight feet high and we're in the garage and I was having these experiences where like my brother I thought my brother was coming into my room and like tapping on my shoulder so one time I just like I had had enough of it and I was like what do you want Nate and like there was he was not standing there and he was in his room and he was like what are you talking about dude and like I was like oh no we would like yell at each other through the walls you know but I was like nothing nothing like it it was just one of those things where you know it really I had turned but I I got so rooted in this fear of like oh there's something out to get me man like it's coming out this is it like the demons got me man like they're coming after me so (laughs) really Mm -hmm. but it's that fear that we get and I'm like looking back at that time in my life it was the first time I'd ever contemplated um 
committing suicide. I was in a really dark place in my brain. I was a teenager. It was the first time. It was my guys trying to help me. Like I, they were trying to like save me. It was them. It wasn't the opposite. It was, they weren't coming to take me. And like, in retrospect, I'm like, oh, those were my gifts. Like really trying to be like, no, 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 no. You're not going to do that. Don't do that. We're here to help. Like, this is your thing, you know? And I, I was like, no, it's, it's the devil, right? <laughs> going to get yeah. me. So yeah. Yeah. Being well, I mean, open. I, yeah. I have the same experience with like, um, energies trying to get in touch with me in some ways and just feeling that blockage of fear come through. Um, and I, I said this at our session, but I've obviously like known that you do this stuff for over a year. And, um, and I always like consciously intentionally was like, I want to have a session like right away. But I feel like I, I literally wasn't at a point where I could receive it until we just had it like a couple weeks ago. So and I don't exactly know why I think it's just through my own spiritual development. I've gotten to a place where it's like, I, I feel something I do every single morning is I say, I command only that, which is in my best and highest good in my energetic space. And then I say, I release all energy that is not mine back from where it came blessed and transformed. And then I call all my energy back and it's like, what a minute, you know, and I, I, and I've just recognized how much there, how much control we have, it, it, you know, control yes. is like not the right word, no, but no, how much but power we power. have. Yeah. I was just yeah. going to say that brings up a really good point about being grounded and feeling safe and able to do this, like this type of work. Um, you do want to, you know, protect yourself from that energy, but you don't need to be, some people are like, what do I do to be protected? And like they have, you know, it's this, like, it's like, you just turn towards the light like turn your light on yeah room and like what I mean by that is like it is that it can be really hard to get to that place in your brain but it's not hard to do at all it literally is just choosing to see the light that's all you have to do um sometimes I have these experiences especially at night where I'm like oh my gosh I can feel it's closing in around me or you're having these like feeling attacked or whatever and and um the biggest thing that helps me is just visualizing light and then it will literally vanquish any sort of negativity, darkness, anything that you're feeling around you. And so when people are starting out with developing their intuition and they, they might have these fears present, or they might actually have some negative like beings or, or spiritual energy around them. It's like, it is as simple as turning on your light, you know, Harry Potter style, right? What does Dumbledore yeah. say is quote about the light, right? But it is just remembering yeah. that you can carry the light with you. And so I will even tell like my clients, like, it's okay to actually turn on a physical light in your room to remind yourself what light looks like. That is a a real thing that I have had to do. Sometimes I'll grab the light on my phone and turn it on because sometimes I can't picture it. I can't like, it's, you start to panic a little bit and you're like, I can't do this. And so it's like, it's okay to use that as a, as a reminder that this is what light looks like. Turn it on, you know, this is okay to do. Um, it's definitely a practice that I have had to now I now I like I don't even have to do it anymore because I do exactly what you do and I say things like nope spirit of the highest truth and compassion I am open to what you have to show me and uh yeah I release myself from all negativity and and energy that's not mine the exact almost the exact same yeah words whatever yeah what whatever works for you and like whatever rings true I've experimented with different um, ways of saying things, but these are just like what I've landed on and feels really, really right. Um, and then the other thing I just want to say is like, that it's like you, when you were a teenager and you thought those were like dark energies or whatever, and they were really trying to help. I think that's what I've found is like, not, I'm sure there are, you know, negative or, um, you know, spirits that, and energies that aren't in our highest good, but I also feel like most of the stuff that you might be feeling is, it's just that you're uncomfortable with it. It's like that ego thing, right? It's like the ego is like, no, don't listen to that because then we might actually have to step into our truth. And we actually might not be afraid of like death and like all of that stuff. That's exactly it. I have found more often than not, like some people come in and they're like, do you see negative stuff? And I'm like, no, I don't. I actually don't. And I don't know 
why that is, but I'm like, I just don't. And I think part of it is I'm putting out the energy that I'm not a match for that energy, but also it's just like, I'd see things in the, through the lens of, of compassion. And even if a spirit is, you know, particularly struggling and maybe putting out a negative vibe, it's like, Oh, but you're hurt. Aren't you? Yeah. You know, they just want, they're like kids yeah. they want to be, and, and humans, like they want to be heard. They want to be reminded of their love. Like a lot of times if you're dealing with the spirit like that, it's just remind, you have to remind them they are loved. And so you might have this weird energy coming at you. And, and so you just need to remind them that that's a thing. Yep. Like my sister talks about bringing their light back and putting it in. She will like visualize literally like pushing it into their heart center and then they will go and they, they can pass and be a part of the oneness again. Um, mm. Yeah. So it's like just reminding them that, you know, so if you are dealing, like I would be hard pressed that there's, you know, and then you can call for backup, right? There are archangels, there are, you know, I always call an Archangel Michael for help. If I'm like, this is a spirit that I, you know, really could use some help with. I will call on Archangel Michael to come and take the negative energy away. Cause that's not, I don't deal. He can deal with it. Not me. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. You're you know, good. You got yeah. this. I'm just, I'm trying to live this, live this human life here. Yeah. So I like you do with that. You do you, you do what you're really good at. I'm going to do what I'm doing right here in the physical yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. You don't have to do everything. You like, that's a cool thing about spirit, right? Is you have a whole team of, of spiritual energy behind you. So if that's not your forte, hire it out. (laughs) Hire it out. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. There's so much, there's so much there. I, um, but I know we're, we're at an hour. So, um, maybe we can do another one and talk about like angels. And I have a big thing about like, even this like idea around negative and positive energies and like how I think a lot of like religion has like, you know, put it, put these things like the devil and, and God and demons and angels. And I think it's way more complicated than that. And, you know, this might be blasphemous to someone who is like very religious, but I just feel like it's not that cut and dry and that that is like, um, a masculine minded framework superimposed on something that is like so much more complicated and so much more holistic and like the darkness. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like the, the part of nature, like to me, like God is nature and it's the sun and the moon and the dark and the light all together. And um, like, yeah, it's like, the mold in the forest is like eating all the leaves and breaking them down. And that kind of seems creepy and weird, but like, it's part of life. And so it's also I'm just not even really sure that. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Like, um, yeah, I, I personally, I don't believe in hell. I don't think it's a thing. I just not mm-hmm. the hell that we've been taught. Right. I feel like yeah. you can create your own hell and maybe- you can live in your own hell. Totally. You can yeah. Create and your soul can be trapped in this space. Like I said, you've turned away from light, but it, it mm-hmm. is as simple. You can literally snap your fingers and get back to love. It's not mm-hmm. a hard process. It's not this, oh, I got to spend 3000 years in with Satan kind of thing. I just like, I just don't see that. I don't, I've never encountered it. I don't even know what people are talking about. Like, I can't, I can't even get on that level with it. I don't see it at all. And, and maybe that's, you know, maybe who knows why that is, but I just, I just don't see it. I don't think that's a thing. I think you just, you just turned away from love. So yeah. Turn your light on people. (laughs) Yeah. Beautiful. So how can people find you or get in contact and we'll link this in the show notes, of course, too. Yes. So you can go, um, you can find me on Instagram. It's at Kayla underscore Lappin. You can find me on Facebook. It's Facebook slash K-E Lappin. My middle name is Elizabeth. So. Mm-hmm. And then uh, on my website, you can book a session with me, um, virtual sessions or in-person sessions if you happen to be in the Butte area. Um at kaylalappin.com slash book. It's beautiful. Yes. Thank you, Kayla. This was great. I think people are going to find so much value and juiciness in it. So I so appreciate it. Yes. Thank you. You have helped change my own abilities through your coaching and programming. So I am forever grateful for you. 
Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this amazing episode. We are so grateful for your support, your feedback, anything that you'd like to share with us. We appreciate fully revolutionary at gmail.com is where you can send any questions, comments, feedback. And if you'd like to check out more about me, Claire Wisner, go to revolutionary Thanks for listening.